0: Welcome to the Investment Cuddle. I'm Gary, and on the podcast today, we're going to talk about renewable energy. So as well as looking at renewable energy, we're going to look at how you actually invest in some of these renewable energy technologies and also some of the funds, ETFs, individual companies, just how do you get into this market? And if there's money to be made in the renewable energy market, we want to look at the best options for doing that. So I think one of the things that we wanted to do as part of this next few podcasts was to look at renewable energy specifically because there's a global shift happening away from traditional fossil fuels to oil and gas and over to renewable technologies. How long that transition is going to take, how costly it's going to be. That's not the element that we're going to look at as part of this because what we really want to work out is how do we invest for the future with a mind on it might take longer than we at first think because sometimes these things do. But the, pre- the predominant focus is to say, what can we invest in now? What can we invest in now for the long-term and perhaps where are there some of these speculative technologies and should we touch them now or do we just keep them on a watch list and hope we can catch it when these things take off? A lot of these technologies at the moment are spending money and not making money, certainly not paying dividends anyway. So we really want to take this into context. For those of you that listened to the last podcast, we had a look at what we invested in Well, sorry. we looked at what we invested in in 2022 that did well and energy was in that mix there. We also looked at what we invested in in 2022 that didn't go so well Um, and energy wasn't a great focus in that space. But I think what we want to be doing is trying to say, well, look, what's the right vehicle and how do we invest in some of these things? And invest in these things in amongst a balanced portfolio. Now everybody will give you their—you'll you, get the balanced portfolio of you know 60/40 split between equities and bonds. There's lots out there now that will say, "Well, that portfolio's dead or dying." However, you want to put your portfolio together, where you're 100% equities, or you're a mix of property, bonds, equities let's think of this as a small section. So you look at a sector and you say, okay, we're going to be in the energy sector. So let's say we're going to be in the renewable energy sector. That can be up to 15% of our portfolio with no individual stock being more than 3 to 5% of that. So if we're going to go funds, depending on how many stocks there are within that fund, we can obviously go over that 5% and we could have of one particular fund in that sector. But we'll try and stick to those, what I class as golden rules, as part of this balanced portfolio. So you've got your other stuff. You've got your stuff that's boring, like we said on the last podcast. It's boring. It's steady. Do you lose your shirt? Most of the time, no. This area, a little bit more uncertainty in this area. So what is renewable energy? Well, they say it's energy from a source that is not depleted when used, such as wind, solar power, or geothermal. So we could then say, well, what's the benefits of renewable energy? So if we're saying renewable energy is derived from natural sources that are replenished at a higher rate than they're consumed, that would be beneficial to the environment. And also those that emit less nasty gases so we know those as carbon dioxide methane you know the greenhouse warming gases let's say all with greenhouse warming potential so we know there's sunlight there's wind so those sources are constantly being replenished and in certain parts of the world you get more wind than you need and certainly sometimes more sunlight than you need although that's a debatable point as far as I'm concerned So, renewable energy sources. So, renewable energy sources, we could say, are plentiful and they're all around us. Contrast that with fossil fuels. So, these are the things that we're being told we're supposed to use less of, but are fantastic from a calorific value point of view, lots of energy potential, and good for running automobiles, ships, planes, aircraft, that sort of thing. So, We're talking about coal, which is now really a big no-no, oil, and gas. These could be described as non-renewable resources. They take hundreds of millions of years to form under the ground, and then we go in and dig them up. So fossil fuels, when burned, produce the energy that we're looking for. So energy, when we talk about energy, really we're talking about transfer of electrons. It's as simple as that. You get electrons to flow in a circuit, you get your heat or your light as long as you complete the circuit. So we burn those fossil fuels to produce the energy, and they generally cause greenhouse gas emissions, as we said earlier, such as carbon dioxide. So that's the balance here. And as we said in the previous podcast, there was an investment trust there which is, at least at the moment, trying to strike a balance between those two. Because that's exactly where we are. We are in that mix. We're in that transition. And personally, I've wanted to steer as clear as I could do from renewable energy companies up to this point because traditional oil and gas, as we're hearing more in the media now, makes money. And from an investing point of view, you want to look at companies with healthy balance sheets. The challenge here is, and looking a little bit further forward, Is that those sources are becoming less and less acceptable. So those balance sheets look more and more unacceptable. And a bit like tobacco companies of days gone by, oil companies could well be the next pariahs, as the tobacco companies were a few decades ago. But as we know from an investing point of view, the tobacco companies pay healthy dividends, and have decent balance sheets. The question is, can you ethically invest in them? And that's a discussion for another day, perhaps. But for this podcast, we're looking at that balance between fossil fuels and renewable energy and saying, actually, we want to move towards the renewable energy side. So how do we do that? Well, we've got to look at these renewable energy sources. So what are they? So we said already about sunlight and the solar energy is the most abundant of all energy sources. There could be a discussion about geothermal there but we'll talk about that later. But if that's the most abundant energy source and we can even harness that energy in cloudy weather. So we could say that solar energy is intercepted by the earth and it's about 10 times greater than the rate at which We would consume that energy. So there's plenty of it. Wind is the other thing we've talked about already, and wind energy harnesses the kinetic energy of moving air. By using large wind turbines, these can be located onshore or offshore. So on the land or in the sea, you can get a variation in wind speeds at various locations. But the world's technical potential for wind energy, again, exceeds our current global energy production. And there's ample potential existing in most regions of the world. And as you'll see now, you drive up any of the motorways or go on a plane and look out the window over the sea, and you see these wind farms now with lots and lots of turbines all within certain space. And there are downsides to that wind turbines which we won't go into too much here but you know there's been issues around bird migration and them upsetting i guess biodiversity of certain areas so the other one here is geothermal energy which utilizes the accessible thermal energy from the earth's interior so this is hot springs hot spas you've seen them previously i expect where people take a bath in a in a in a hot spring but this is about harnessing the, the energy and heat within the earth. So extracting that heat from these reservoirs. So these can be done via cracks in the earth, let's say, areas where you want to drill into the earth's crust where it's thinner than it otherwise is and try and extract that energy. And that again could be described as limitless in terms of the energy that's there and what we need to satisfy our energy requirements. There's three there with solar wind and geothermal energy. Other sources, what about water? The energy associated with moving water, we've all been to the seaside I expect and seen the waves crashing on the on the seashore, so hydropower can harness the energy of that water moving from higher to lower elevations. So it's tidal. You can harness that energy. It can be generated from reservoirs and rivers. So the reservoir hydropower systems or plants rely on stored energy in that reservoir, where the hydropower plants that are by a running river harness the energy from the available flow of that river. So quite a different shift there in terms of the way you're harnessing that water flow. But both will provide that energy that we need. So ocean energy, this derives from technologies that use the kinetic and thermal energy of seawater, waves or currents. So I'm sure we've all seen signs that have said beware of the currents. So we're talking about the energy associated with that movement to produce electricity or heat. And then, of course, we've got bioenergy able to produce Biomass, we have biomass from a variety of organic materials. This could be wood, charcoal, manure, which is a nice thought, for providing heat and power. Agricultural crops can provide liquid biofuels. So while most biomass would probably be generated in rural areas, it could be used for cooking, lighting, heating, and that's another source of of energy by using the materials that we'd otherwise throw away or dispose of. So, when we talk about the technologies associated with those sources of energy, the solar technologies can deliver heat, cooling, natural lighting, electricity, and fuels for all sorts of applications. And in this, they're converting that solar energy or converts the sunlight into electrical energy. So, you've got panels generally. Some people have them on the roof. Otherwise, there'll be solar farms where they're set at an angle in a field. And those panels, those photovoltaic panels, are making that conversion possible. There's also technologies where mirrors are used to focus and concentrate the solar radiation and produce energy or convert that energy. So wind energy, we talked about solar solar there we've got wind energy we've talked about the turbines wind energy has been used let's say forever for a long time if you've been to a historical site there's a water wheel it's the same thing it's harnessing that water that's why we are often creating settlements early on by the water's edge it's a source of food it's a source of energy Obviously, we've talked about onshore and offshore turbines, that wind energy can be harnessed. And where it's out in the sea, it's not so apparent to a large population. Um, There isn't the noise associated for those local communities where those turbines would normally be housed. So there, when we're talking about wind energy, we're talking about turbines with taller masts, larger diameter rotors, to harness more and more energy. So yeah, we talked about geothermal as a renewable energy source. So we're really talking about these reservoirs where there's naturally sufficient, hot and permeable gas. They could be classed as hydrothermal reservoirs. Whereas reservoirs that are sufficiently hot, so where we have reservoirs, that can be stimulated by hydraulic action. So we would get the ability then to drill into essentially hot rock. They would be classed as enhanced geothermal systems. Reservoirs, that would be improved by some sort of hydraulic stimulation. They would be enhanced geothermal systems. So once you get fluids gases to the surface. These can be used to generate electricity. So the technology for the actual electrical generation from hydrothermal reservoirs is already in existence. Turbines, that kind of thing, we already use those. We generate electricity from steam, other things like that. So that technology, if you you like, is not new, but the ability for us to get into those reservoirs to make that in common use, the understanding is that you need to be able to get the drilling technologies right, and that's something that's currently under development. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to geothermal and investment in that in a later podcast. So then we turn around and say, well, actually, hydropower. We talked earlier on about harnessing energy through moving water, This is actually the largest source of renewable energy in the sector. It relies on steady rainfalls, and it can also be impacted by climate-induced droughts or changes in ecosystems, which impact that rainfall. So whilst renewable, it will be impacted by the very thing we're trying to avoid with the use of renewable technologies, which is climate change which, again, is a discussion for another day. So the other thing that needs to be considered there when you're looking at these hydropower systems is that infrastructure that needs to go in. But we said that the infrastructure being put in place to create these systems can also impact the ecosystem. So it might well be considered in some quarters that small-scale hydro is more environmentally friendly than these really large installations. And I guess that's when we look at things like the ESG landscape the environmental, social, and governance of funds, companies, etc. And you can look at the environmental impact of certain types of infrastructure. But then we look at ocean systems. We talked about Currents and tidal currents, that kind of thing. So where systems are, oh, forget forget that. So then we talk about ocean energy systems. Most of these, and certainly in the UK, we've seen systems launched which, frankly, fall to pieces, which have cost a lot of money to develop and have not worked in the way they were intended. So a lot of these you could class at early stage in terms of development. As we said, prototype wave and tidal systems have been looked at by various companies, but you still have to look at it and say the potential of ocean energy, again, exceeds what we would need, but it is quite a harsh environment. And looking at technologies around biomass... We talked about biomass in terms of the material. So these biomass systems, they can be looking at dedicated crops or trees, residues from agriculture and forestry and other organic waste streams. So the energy that we get from burning the biomass does create greenhouse gas emissions but generally this is at lower levels compared to fossil fuel alternatives however bioenergy as we'll call it is not a mass application it's not a large system if it wants to be used in the right way we're talking about using this for limited applications because there is potentially negative environmental impacts of these kind of systems Because what you also run the risk of here, when you look at larger plantations, as we call them, to produce bioenergy, is you could tip the balance and create deforestation and land use exchange from food. And that essentially isn't great. So those, that's a whistle stop tour of all the different types of technologies that we're aware of. And I think the key thing is if you want to look at how to invest in a, in some of those or a range of those or have something broad, then what we're going to do next is look at some of those funds to do that. And later on in this series, we will look at individual companies and individual technologies and some of the ETFs around these things. But I think just for this first look at renewables, if you're looking for a generalist in terms of funds that are looking at different types of renewables. We'll go through some, of, we'll go through some of those. Look at what they're owning already, and see if that, when we talked about a balanced portfolio, that would be a more straightforward way of getting into this sector. And and any main links from today's pod, we will put in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. This programme has been presented for information and educational purposes only. None of the information or content of the programme is to be taken as an offer, opinion or recommendation by the program's hosts or guests to buy or sell securities, nor is it intended to provide legal, tax, accounting, commercial or financial advice. Opinions and comments are based on information from sources believed to be reliable. All investing involves risk as prices go up or down based on a number of factors. Always consider consulting a financial professional before investing.